Welcome to the Faith Friday podcast, where we interview Central Christian College faculty and staff members, students, and alumni about their personal faith journey and how they have found hope in the person and work of Jesus. We are so glad that you have joined us today as we are excited to hear Mr. John Walker share with us this week. How are you doing today, John? I'm doing well. It's hot and I've been wearing my suit coat all day, so I've got some nice sweat going on, (laughs) burning some calories, hopefully. Yeah. That's always good. Eating almonds, you know. Mm, Those almonds. Again, thanks for sharing with us on the Faith Friday podcast this week. Uh, Let's get into some of the questions. How long have you been at Central? I have been at Central for uh, over two and a half years, coming up on three years. I believe this is my third fall semester. No, that can't be right. Something like that. I've been here for two years and... Two and a half years. Two plus. Yeah, two plus. Okay. Awesome. And what do you most enjoy about your job at Central? That's a tough one. Um, Definitely, I would say the top of my list is uh, the interaction that I get to have with the students. Um, That's really, uh, you know, I'll talk about that a little bit in my faith journey, but that's really why I'm here and what I'm doing, what I I do. Um, I love the students and I care about the students and uh, want to see um, hearts change and lives change um, for um, God's kingdom and, and love partnering with the Lord on that. Great. Excellent. Tell us about your family. So this summer we have been married for 10 years, my wife and I, Sarah, um, and we have three beautiful children and our fourth is due in October. Mm. So two boys and congratulations. One girl. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. And, and we'll get another girl. So we'll have two boys, two girls, Lord willing, um, all healthy and got one in first grade, one starting kindergarten. And my daughter is, just basically in the stage where she terrorizes everything all the time. (laughs) (laughs) What was your uh, favorite experience or favorite memory from uh, this past summer? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, Two things come to my mind right away. Um, I made this awesome trip out to uh, Colorado with some good friends of mine um, where we got to uh, hike in Rocky Mountain National Park. We played lots of disc golf, um, went climbed down from Pikes Peak. We just had a really great time. Um, and camped out, even though we may not have wanted to, uh, but we did camp out <laughs> one night. Um, I think I th- remember that. Yeah, I think you were with me <laughs> on that one. Yeah, we had a great time. Um, nice, cool weather. The other thing is uh, watching my second son uh, learn how to swim. Um, if you know, like as a parent, watching your kids uh, jump in the pool is kind of terrifying, but seeing mm. him uh, get better at swimming this, this summer has been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, Here we go on the the questions more related to your faith journey. Mm -hmm. How would you describe your faith journey? When and how did it start? What was your life like before? And how have you changed since then? Well, that's a loaded question, uh, Mr. Barsness. Well, uh, you know, I would say um, my faith journey started as a uh, young boy, and my parents took me to church as a young man. Uh, Didn't really fully understand the gospel. Didn't truly, uh, I would say, I, I didn't truly understand or comprehend the depth of my sin and the depth of Christ's love for me. Um, but I did understand that I was a sinner. I did understand that I was a sinner. Um, and I would say early on, I had a very works-based salvation uh, viewpoint um, where I thought, you know, if I just, you know, picked up the house enough or if I did, uh, if I was nice to my my twin brother and my older sister, you know, if, if I was just good enough to them, that that would grant me um, in, uh, into heaven. And one night, um, my brother came into my bedroom, and I was actually doing home 
homework, um, and I'm not exactly sure how old I was, but my brother came into the bedroom, and he was real excited about something, and I didn't know what it was, and so I said, what are you so excited about? And he said, did you know that you can know today, if you were to die right now, you could know today where you're going to go, where your eternal destiny is? And I just remember looking at him and saying, no, how, how in the world would you know that? Um, how can you know that? Hmm. And um, because, you know, obviously for up to that point in my time, you know, I just had to do enough good as, a, as opposed to bad. And that, you know, I'm not a bad person, you know. Um, but it wasn't until I had a conversation with my sister and my mom and then my youth pastor who were all pouring into me and sharing about Jesus and sharing about how much he loved me and, and how broken and I, I am. Um, the wages of sin is death. And I think I fully comprehended that as a young, young boy. Um, and so that's when I would I say that I gave my life to Christ, where I said, Lord, I, w- I want this. I want what you have. And I think, honestly, if I'm being real honest, that it was more out of a fear of hell than it was an, an eternal separation from my parents and my brother and my sister, as opposed to being broken about my sin. Hmm. And it wasn't until um, I was 19 years old. Um, so... Fast, fast forward through um, high school years, I uh, went to a public high school, played on a very good football team, uh, won the state championship several times, and lost only one game all four years of high school. It was awesome. Wow. Um, but as you can imagine, being in a public school in high school um, and the types of things that you're around um, all the time, that had influence on me. Um, and I went through a phase of my life that I call the crossroads. Um, uh, part of my life where, you know, I didn't go to college to play football. Um, and so I kind of, part of my identity was stripped from me. Um, for my high school years, my identity was so rooted in football. I was all things football for four years. Um, and then when I transferred to start my business degree, um, that identity had been pulled from me and I didn't know what my identity was in. Um, and it, and it, so I'd say, you know, for six to nine months there, I was really struggling to find out what is my purpose in life? Who am I outside of football? Um, and around that time, I met my wife, uh, Sarah, and she really um, challenged me in my faith journey. And I would say when I was 19, I, I fully comprehended the depth of my sin. And I fully comprehended, I think, the <laughs> depth of the love of, of Christ uh, for me. And got involved at Kansas Bible Camp, which shaped me. And I and I always say people to people that that's really where I feel like I gave the Lord all of me. I lorded my life over to Him because I want I wanted Him to have complete control of my life, no matter where that took me. And I tell you what, it has changed the trajectory of my life that I was not <laughs> I didn't plan for. I guess you know I did not uh, I planned to be a successful businessman, not working in student life um, at a college. I. I wanted to get as far away from college and be done with college as quick as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, started memorizing scripture and had, having the opportunity um, to know Jesus more in that way has been really, really helpful. Um, and having, <coughs> excuse me, having other godly people around me who pour into me and who love me and who call me out on my sin um, lovingly, um, as well as build me up in the body of Christ. So that's kind of maybe the five-minute version of my testimony. Yeah, great. Thank you. How are you staying anchored in your personal faith today? So let me explain a little bit. Um, this year, our 
theme for the school year is anchored, uh, which uh, we're cu- pulling from Hebrews 6:19, um, and the idea is that we want um, students, uh, we want our central community to uh, be encouraged to uh, anchor themselves in Christ, um, because we live in a world right now that um, there's a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how are you staying anchored in your personal faith today? I would say this, uh, number one thing, which also comes from Hebrews, is to not neglect gathering together with other believers. I believe that's Hebrews 10.25. Do not neglect meeting with other believers. I think part of staying anchored in a world with turbulent times and global pandemics and shifting sands, that local church is extremely, extremely important to everyone. I'm not just talking about college students. I'm talking about mothers, fathers, grandparents. Staying involved in a local church around other believers is extremely important. In fact, that's why Christ died. He died for the church. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was the great mystery that Paul talks about in the New Testament. He talks about the great mystery of the church in the New Testament. Um, And that great mystery is the church. And and it was designed um, for us to have community. It was designed for us to be instructed and to be rebuked and trained in righteousness. Um, and so I would say absolutely the first thing that I would say for anybody listening, if you want to stay anchored to the Lord Jesus Christ, get involved in a local body of believers. Um, that That is very important. The second thing um, I would say is very important is your own devotion. Now, devotion looks different for each one of us, right? Um, some of us... Uh, quote-unquote, have our devotions in the morning, maybe in the afternoon, maybe in the evening. Maybe it's uh, a time with Jesus uh, on your drive home, uh, whatever your devotion is. Um, I think it has to go back to um, some key characteristics of um, remaining anchored. Uh, Obviously, the Word of God, right? Um, (coughs) Staying anchored in this world involves being involved in a local body, but also means uh, staying in God's Word. You know, I've heard of students in the past or people in the past saying, you know, I just don't feel close to Jesus. I don't feel I don't feel God's presence in my life. Um, And I don't know why that is. And I always ask, when was the last time you opened the Bible? You know, mic drop moment a little Mm -hmm. bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, When was the last time you opened up God's word? That that is how God is communicating to us. And we have it right in front of us. Um, and so absolutely stay devoted, um, by reading, uh, regular reading of God's word. Um, I think, uh, one thing that I've been convicted of recently is my time in, in prayer with, with the Lord. Um, prayer for me is, is extremely difficult. Um, I, I have a pretty sporadic brain, um, <laughs> and so staying focused for 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes, maybe even an hour in prayer is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I would I thought was really cool this this last Friday, our, our college ministry at our church um, in in Hutchinson, we had a prayer night um, for um, college age students as well as young adults, and we started at 9 p.m. and went till 2 a.m. Hmm. and we had a good turnout for five hours. Wow! And we focused every hour on the hour. We had a, a short 10 minute devotion, and then we had. Um, scripture up on the screen with some music in the background just mm-hmm. to allow people to sit around and have some prayer. Now, we didn't have anybody. I don't. We may have had a few people that stayed around for that full five hours, and we had some people come and go. But ultimately, the deal here is not how long you pray, but 
the posture of your heart when you pray. Um, and so that's what we were focused on was the posture of people's hearts as they come in and providing an opportunity uh, for us to practice what this means to be um, disciplined and what, what this means to commune with the Lord. So we had preaching from God's word. We had fellowship with other believers and we had prayer um, that was so important as well. So that's I would say great. that those would be uh, maybe the top three things that come to my mind. It's amazing uh, what happens when we uh, do what God has asked us to do when we live in community, mm-hmm. uh, when we're uh, in his word and when we're in fellowship with him through prayer. I mean, he's commanded us to do that um, because he has designed us to live that way. Mm. Yes. Next question. Uh, in your lifetime, um, have you ever questioned the Christian faith considering all religions in the world? And in your opinion, why is Christianity or being a follower of Jesus different from all religions in the world? Yeah, that's another loaded question, man. <laughs> um, so, What's interesting, uh, and when and what's awesome actually, is that the Bible is the only book ever written where prophecy comes true. Hmm. Uh, Jesus was prophesied about in the Old Testament. He came. Um, we have documentation of that. Um, so, from purely from a skeptical point of view, I would say, um, prophecy that came true in the Bible. Um, their lens uh, credibility there. Um, I would say, yeah, I've, I've definitely questioned my faith. Um, and that's where that crossroads I was talking about when I was, you know, ages 18 to 19 ish, um, where I was really challenged with, um, the understanding of what the Christian faith is. And, and I, I would say that I was questioning mostly because I didn't understand my sin Hmm. and, and I didn't understand why somebody would die for me. Um, and you know what? I would look back on that period of my life and I realized how I was out of fellowship with believers, mm. how I wasn't in God's word and how I wasn't communing with God, God on a regular basis. Um, and so I, th- I think, um, it's easy for us to not remain anchored, to drift away from God and God's word and Jesus. Um, when we're not anchored in the truth and God's word is truth. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. I've had those times, you know, um, I'm going to say it now because I'll probably forget it later, but, um, I was challenged in college, um, by, uh, uh, a very godly man whom I love dearly and who is now with the Lord. Um, he said in class one day that there are only three things that are eternal in this world, God, God's word and people, God, God's word and people. And I got to thinking and examining my own life. What am I investing in that's not God, God's word, or people? If I'm not, if I'm not investing in God, God's word, or people, then I'm essentially wasting my time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not saying that if you don't do that full time <laughs> that you're wasting your time. I just, I'm speaking from my heart and from myself. If I'm not investing in God, God's word, or people, then I am wasting my time because I'm not investing in things that are eternal. So, great. <clears throat> Last question here. If you were uh, to give an encouragement or a challenge to students who have not begun their faith journey, what would it be? And then um, would you want to share anything different to students that have begun their faith journey or who have been into their faith journey for many years? You know, 
having faith in Jesus, having faith in Christ is not always the easiest thing looking from a worldly perspective. I mean, you think about the apostles, right, in the New Testament and how many of them were executed, right? Uh, look at the believers in the New Testament, how many of them were executed um, for their faith in Jesus. Look at look at the history of um, <laughs> the history of the world since Jesus came mm-hmm. and rose again, died and rose again. Um, and look at the persecution of the church that has happened in the past. Um, those people were willing to die for their faith in Jesus. And I would like to think that I am right there with them. Hmm. Um, and <clears throat> so I'd say for those who have begun their faith journey, maybe you're six months into it, three months into it, three years into it, 10 years into it. Maybe you've been a believer for the majority of your life. Uh, you, you have your salvation in Jesus at a young age. Um, it's not uncool <laughs> to love Jesus. It's not. Um, Jesus made a way for you eternally to have life. And this world does everything in their power to make you think that you don't need Jesus and that you don't need eternal life. And this world also tells you that hell is really not as bad as, as the Bible makes it sound and, mm-hmm. and um, that heaven's not as great as the Bible maybe sounds. But this is why it's so important for us to remain anchored and rooted in God's word um, because it's, it's truth. Now, I'd say for people who, who don't have faith in Jesus who are listening to this, man, this guy talks about Jesus a lot. Why? Well, it's because Jesus has torn the veil. Uh, he has made a way for us to access him through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Um, we, we understand that Jesus did not come to be served, but he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark 10.45, right? Um, he paid the ransom. He paid the debt that you owed. He canceled the certificate of death that each one of us owe. Christ did that on our behalf. And he did that willingly. He, he, was, not, um, he was not challenged to carry his cross. I like to think that Jesus embraced the cross as he's walking to um, Calvary's hill. Mm-hmm. I like to think that Jesus embraced his cross. And he calls us to do the same thing. He calls us to pick up our cross, deny ourselves, right? Deny ourselves and pick up our cross daily. Uh, so for that new person out there who doesn't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, I think that uh, it's hard to recognize what a Savior you have until how broken you are about your sin. And maybe you don't know that you're a sinner. <laughs> um, Romans 3 is a really good place to start. Actually, Romans 1. You know what? Just read the entire book of Romans. <laughs> um, Romans is in the New Testament. I challenge you all to read it. Um, but we understand that um, the wages of sin is death and that the free gift of eternal life is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, just right across the way, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God 
is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So I think when we recognize that the wages of our sin is actually death, it does, the, the sin that we have in our life does not breed life. It breeds death. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus had to die. And that we are justified by the grace of Christ as a gift through redemption through the Lord Jesus Christ, um, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. So to the person out there <laughs> who has not begun their faith journey, I think it's an honest examination of your heart and your life um, and coming to terms with the fact that you are a sinner. And in no uncertain terms, you are a sinner. And you know what? There is good news for you. The person of Jesus Christ and the work that he has done on the cross on our behalf by willingly giving up his life for you, the Son of God, um, and he's made a way for you to have eternal life. And he's willing to take your sin, and he's willing to take your burden, and uh, and he wants you. <laughs> I mean, how mm-hmm. cool is that, Elijah? I yeah. mean, he wants you. He wants to be in relationship with mm-hmm. you. Um, and so I'm getting all excited just thinking about <laughs> that all over again. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for uh, sharing with us this week on um, – Faith Friday podcast. Um, those are very um, helpful reminders um, just to be uh, thinking about how we can remain anchored um, in Christ uh, through everything that's going around us, um, on around us in this world. Um, we hope and pray that God would use this podcast to encourage and challenge you to seek truth and find hope in the only true anchor for your soul, Jesus Christ. Um, and before we sign off, um, just have a couple of uh, events that we have coming up uh, for those listening that I uh, just want to make you aware of. Uh, September 7th, which is uh, Labor Day, um, SGA is going to have an activity, so be on the lookout for uh, more details regarding that. And then September 14th through the 16th, that is our annual uh, third annual Engage Days series uh, where we uh, meet together, um, and this year it'll look a, a little bit different um, with COVID, but uh, we'll get those details out to you. Um, we'll meet uh, five sessions in, in three days and then go out and uh, serve the community on Wednesday afternoon. So we're looking forward to that. Um, um, so yeah, uh, God bless you and have a wonderful weekend.